Hello, everyone, and welcome to Talking Big Blue with JQ, hosted by Jack Corderaro and Thomas Sinergia, a New York Giants football podcast that focuses all on the New York football Giants. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify Premium, so make sure, tune into an episode and check us out at Talking Big Blue with JQ. Welcome back, Giants fans, to another episode of Talking Big Blue with JQ. The boys are here to preview the Week 5 matchup versus the Dallas Cowboys. Last year, the Giants and the Cowboys split their series against each other, going one and one against each other. This is a very big matchup for both teams. Dallas is coming into this game 3-1. and one. On the other hand, the Giants are coming into this game 1-3. Last time Giants were at AT&T Stadium was basically a year ago. Sunday was when Dak got hurt. And the Giants lost on a last-second field goal, 37-34 to 34 to Zach Zerline. So it's going to be a very interesting game, Tom. Tom, man, how are you doing? How are you feeling? Obviously, it was a great week overall. It was victory week, victory Monday. The Giants finally won a game. They're on the board in the win column. What's up, Tom, bro? How you been, brother? Chilling. 1-0 since the strike. So far, it's working. Looking to make it 2-0 since then. I'm good. Interested to see what's going to happen this week. Because we can hype it up all we want. This this can easily be the ugliest game of the year. You know, every time I feel like the Giants go to play at AT&T Stadium, they either play them really close or fireworks happen and it's against the Giants defense and it's not very good, the score outcome. So it, like you said, Tom, this game really could go either way, but we just got to hope for a really good game, Tom. That's all I think we can ask for as Giants fans right now. Absolutely. And the fact that they went into New Orleans the way they did last week and won in overtime just shows a lot of adversity. And to me, it's just, even though it's only the saints to me, it shows that this team can beat anybody in in terms of they're never going to quit because they're, when you're down 11 in the fourth quarter, you know, I I wonder, I could probably look it up, but it's fine. I wonder what their win probability was after Taysom Hill scored to make it 21, 10. It wasn't, it wasn't high. I'll tell you that much. Tom, their win probability was definitely less than 30% at that point when they went down 21 to 10 with seven minutes left in the fourth quarter. It wasn't, wasn't looking very good for the good guys in blue, the Giants. But this week's going to be a real challenge. Tom, if the Giants lose this game, is there is this uh, sense of panic for fans? Do you think the season's over if they lose Not this at game? All. Not at all. I think if last year showed you anything, it shows that, one, anything can happen in a full NFL season. Two, it's a long season. You know, the Giants were one and seven through the first two months. And then they finished, it was, they were six and 10. Yep. Yeah. So, you know, they, they went five, they went five and three the rest of the way. So, and it's, you know, we got that extra game now this, this year, everyone plays an extra week. Obviously can, can the division separate a lot easier than last year's? Yes. Because the Cowboys look very, very good. Washington looks good in, in terms of their winning games. But no, if like if if they if they walk in and lose Dallas, I'm not. There's no need to throw the season in the towel, as a fan mentality speaking, because anything can happen week after week. But uh, just go in confident, or maybe don't, because I know I didn't go in confident last week, and they won the game. So maybe we should just go in thinking we're going to lose 42 to six, like I did, and then we'll come out with a win. Listen, I mean, whatever works, and 
as you were saying, Dallas's offense is arguably one of the best offenses in the league right now. They're averaging 31.5 points per game. Dak only had 188 passing yards last week, but he threw four touchdowns. And realistically, this offense pops off at any given time. The Cowboys have a lot of good weapons. C.D. Lamb, Amari Cooper, Ezekiel Elliott. The names go on and on and on. It's going to be a real test, Tom, for the Giants to see how they can hold their own on defense because if they can't stop Dallas from driving down the field on them, it's going to be a very long game. And Daniel Jones, on the other hand, who's been playing very well, they're going to need him to have a big game as well. Tom, Daniel Jones coming off his best game, arguably of his career with 402 passing yards, was named the NFC Offensive Player of the Week after that game, that performance in New Orleans. So it's going to be really interesting to see what he does. He's completed 66.7% of his passes for 1,184 yards. And honestly, Tom, I think I don't think you can really ask more of Daniel Jones. He's been bowling out this year. I think I'm pretty sure in terms of, of, of QB passer rating through four weeks, I'm pretty sure Danny has the second highest rating. I think I think his is at 88 through four weeks. That's true. Yeah, I saw that post as well. That is true, Tom. Yeah, so I mean – yeah, I know the Giants are one and three, so that kind of sucks. But the fact that Daniel Jones has has the second best passer rating in the entire NFL after four games, and that means out of everybody, I think Mahomes is one. So he, he has a higher passer rating than Rodgers, Brady. I almost said Andrew Luck, um, Herbert, all those guys, Lamar, everybody. It's That's a really good sign because it show this is showing already through one month that he's not the problem. And even if this year winds up going down the toilet, if, if stats stay the same, it's not because of Daniel Jones. And that's really a kind of a big, a big sign of hope for me heading into uh, the heart of October here. So Tom, according to pro football focus, like you were saying, Tom Brady has the highest with 90. Oh, that's who it is. Yeah. So Brady's at 91.7, our boy, Danny, 88, Herbert, 87, and then Kyler Murray, 86.3. Alex Wilson actually made a really good point today. I'm actually going to pull it up right now real quick to show everyone. So Daniel Jones so far has more passing yards this year than Justin Herbert, Dak Prescott, Jared Goff, which really isn't a surprise. Josh Allen, Russell Wilson, Matt Ryan, and Baker Mayfield. Bada bing, bada boom. He's, he's been having a phenomenal year, and you really can't be upset with anything he does. Yeah, he had his hiccups week one. That's week one. You got to let him get into his groove and get going. And he's in a really nice groove right now. Another player, Tom, that's really getting into a groove right now is Saquon Barkley. And man, oh man, do the Giants need Saquon Barkley to be Saquon Barkley on Sunday? Because right now, he's a guy that shredded Dallas's defense before, and I think he can do it once again. I mean, if last week didn't show you that he's back, you need, you need to watch his highlights again. And I, I know you had in the notes – that he's playing, I think, 89% of snaps, that's that's nice. Because even, excuse me, it just shows that even if the numbers aren't lighting up lighting up the stat sheet, he's on the field. They're not only putting him on the field when he's going to get the ball. He's, he's playing pretty much the whole game. He's playing roughly 90% of the entire game on offense, obviously. So just get him going again. But at, honestly, just do exactly, I consider the Saints defense and the Cowboys defense very similar. They have athletes that can get that can get to the quarterback, but they're nothing nothing to be absolutely scared of. So have the exact same game plan going in. Get the same guys involved the way you did, because if you do that, 
Saquon will shine. And that was very evident last week. I'm the kind of guy where it's always funny how teams don't do things and certain players, like teams don't do certain things and a player will not perform the right way. And then they do other things and then the player plays out of their mind. And then it makes me laugh. Like, why aren't we doing this the entire time? Why isn't it, why isn't it meshing together as exactly well? like, like, like what, like, am I, in a, and that's where it always makes me laugh. Like, am I, am I as a fan seeing things easier than a coach is, you know what I mean? No. Yeah. I definitely understand what you're saying, Tom. I understand 100%. It'll be, it'll be interesting to see how everyone performs this week and hopefully they can all mesh together well and all put together a really solid performance. Because last week, Dallas, their defense allowed for 24 carries, 113 yards. So they allowed 4.7 yards per carry. So that's something interesting to look at. But also, Dallas just lost Jalen Smith. They just released him from their team. He's officially a member of the Green Bay Packers now. So that's definitely something interesting to look at. Was that because of a contract? Was it because of his injuries in years past? But he's he's coming off two very good seasons, and he's a very – productive player it's a very interesting move who knows what it was about i'm not really sure about the specifics and all the details on it but against the carolina panthers a team that was undefeated dallas had five sacks and 11 qb hits so they are pressuring the quarterback they are playing a lot of man defense so i think that's going to allow for daniel jones to take chances deep downfield if the o-line can sustain a block for a few seconds like they did against the saints where they allowed zero sacks against a very good Saints front seven. If they can do that, excuse me, you're going to have guys like Kadarius Tony wide open. Kenny Galladay is going to be able to create separation. And also today, Sterling Shepard and Darius Slayton practiced on the sideline today. They were not a full go, but that is a good sign. But honestly, I kind of like what the offense did last week, and I hope they continue to do that, Tom. Jalen Smith was weird. Um, obviously, like you said, the last two years, he was, in my opinion, top 10, top 12 max linebacker in the league i loved him from when he was in college um and clearly it's not injury related because the packers signed him right away they signed him this morning so we'll probably find out i'm gonna go with at the end of the year we'll find out uh what the reasoning behind that was because no matter what jerry and mike mccarthy say right now it might not be the full truth and yeah like like, and i i had just said it before you started the cowboys defense is beatable i'm not gonna lie to you that to me, this seems like a game where um, Judge walks in to the room, throws out the defensive playbook, and throws in an extra uh, just like token of green light go, go ahead to uh, the offense. Because this just seems like a game where I mean we've seen like we've seen the Cowboys be contained. You know the the Chargers game was kind of more low scoring. I know that one under the total. So this just seems like a game to me where I think if they try to contain Dallas too much, they're going to find themselves in a, in a game where like Dallas is winning 14 to three around halftime. And yeah, they're doing a good job of, I guess, containing Dallas, but you know, they're so worried about that, that they're not doing anything offensively. I think they should play it the way, I guess, I guess the way they played the saints. Yeah. It was, it was 14, 10 in the fourth quarter, but so I think this just seems like a game to me where just try and utilize all the playmakers you have on offense and keep up with them rather than try and contain them because that can easily backfire on you and you're going to find yourself not scoring any points. And then Dallas can very easily pick apart what you're trying to do and then you're down 
two, three scores late in the game. No, Tom, I couldn't agree with you more. This Dallas offense is arguably the best we've seen it in a few years. They have all of their weapons for the most part healthy. I know Amari Cooper has been dealing with that ankle injury. He's been struggling a little bit, but Amari Cooper is still Amari Cooper. He can explode at any time. Something, again, about the Dallas defense is that they let Darnold run kind of not all over them, but he averaged 5.8 yards per carry, and he had two touchdowns. And also, I was going to say this earlier, the Giants have to be aggressive on the offensive side of the ball. They have to put up 30 points this weekend if they want to win this game. I really do because, listen, we haven't seen the Giants defense do a whole lot this year. Last weekend, they allowed point eight yards per attempt in the passing game for Jameis Winston. And they did not have a single sack or a QB pressure last week against Jameis Winston. Giants got to get to the quarterback. They got to sack Dak. They got to get pressure in his face and make him make bad throws. If we go all the way back to last year, that week five matchup, the Giants were up 17 to three in the first half because they had a pick six. And then Evan Ingram scored on the end around in the red zone. So it's going to be very crucial for this team to find ways to score no matter what. But I really think it starts with the offense, and I really think, Tom, they got to score 30 points on Sunday. I watched the John Ross and Saquon touchdowns like five times each because – I watch them every night before I go to bed. Because <laughs> when Danny just plants that back foot and lets the ball loose, it's just so soothing. Because like he's, he's such like a long, tall guy. And when you the ball just looks so small in his hands. So when he's airing it out, it just looks so pretty. And that John Ross throw was a dot because there were two defenders on him. And it just landed right now. He, you know, dropped it and then picked it back up in the end zone and then lost his shoe, John Ross. But Danny Boy put it there perfectly. And like you said, just stay aggressive. Don't, you know, don't air it out twice in a row, gain 45 yards, and then run it three times and go three and out and then, and then kick a field goal. Keep going. Keep punching at the throat and drive down the field you know what they did well last week when the run wasn't working right away in the first half they switched up and they every like there was a multiple first down and tens like the start of each drive they would throw the ball and it worked out very well for them that play to john ross that was the first play of that drive a play action pass for 50 something yards i think it was 52 yards 54 yards something like that i know saquon's was 54 but john ross's was either 51 or 52 yards also props to him, heads up play. I'm pretty sure the ball crossed the goal line before he fumbled, so they called it. A, they ruled it a touchdown anyway. But a heads up play by John Ross to get up, look for the ball, and get on top of it. Because God forbid he didn't do that, and they called that back, or it goes to the back of the end zone and it ends up being a touchback. Oh God, imagine that. Imagine what Giants fans and us would be saying about that. Also credit to him, great celebration. Pick up the shoe, hit the dance. I loved it. It was an absolute awesome celebration. I give it a 10 out of 10. But, Tom, they just got to be aggressive this week, man. And it all starts with Daniel Jones having time in the pocket to throw the ball because we really got to see last week what Daniel Jones was capable of doing when he had time to throw the ball, and it was awesome. 100%. And I feel like if he – if I'm actually surprised that he picked it up because that's just something that doesn't happen to the Giants, and then the Saints pick up on it, and then it's a touchback. and no score, you know, still 0-0, blah, blah, blah. And you're absolutely right. The fact I – th- I really think this is going to be a, a, another another version of last year when we were at AT&T 
I know I watched that game with you and that was an, ele- an electric factory, obviously. And then they, they lost by a field goal, but it just, it's giving me that same kind of vibe because, you know, the Cowboys offense is still exactly the same. This is a game where I think the, is that the last time the Giants scored 30 points was that game? Yep. That yeah, was. So, so they'll probably score 30 again this week. And yeah, just give me that vibe. You know, Giants might go up early. Cowboys come all the way back, go back and forth. Hopefully, obviously, God forbid, nothing, nothing happens to anyone injury wise like it did last year, and it's going to be a classic. And, you know, even if the Giants lose by a field goal, just you, you just got to show fight in every game. It, it just boosts confidence in guys like Danny and, you know, guys like Saquon and a rookie like Kadarius Tony, a, 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 a guy like Kenny Galladay. It's going to be a good one, man. I think they score 30 points this week. We'll save that, obviously, for our predictions and stuff like that, but – Last week, we saw what the Giants offense was capable of doing. Like you said, Galladay, 116 yards on six receptions. Kadarius Toney had six receptions for 78 yards. That was a career game for him. Barkley had 74 yards receiving, and Evan Ingram did his part with 27 yards receiving. It was a good week for the Giants offensive weapons. They just need to do the same, and I think against this Saint, I mean, excuse me, I think against this Dallas defense, they can do that. I know they beefed up the secondary a little bit. Diggs is having a phenomenal season at corner this year. He already, I'm positive, has four he has picks. a million interceptions. He has four picks through four games so far. Five. He has five through four. He has five picks through four games. That's unbelievable. Yeah, because he, he, he had two in one game. Good for him, man. That's a good thing. Trayvon Diggs. Man. That just screams that Danny's going to throw a pick six to him. You really think so? That might have to be my unfortunate bull, uh, hot take. I mean, if you think about it last week, the Saints had six or seven receptions and they led the league in interceptions and they had a pick six. And Daniel only threw one because he tried to huck it up a Hail Mary at halftime. So, yeah, I mean, I mean, that's knowing this team and knowing Danny and knowing how loud AT&T is going to be. That's probably what's going to happen. To think about this, Tom, this is a really big game for Dak Prescott. This is the team, you know, unfortunately, he got hurt against last year that ended his season. And it's literally a week from last year that injury if you think about it they played each other week five last year and here they are again playing week five last time the giants were looking for their first one they actually have their first one before week five which is awesome so we just got to see what happens man this could be a really big step forward in this season finishing off drives finishing off plays not making dumb and ill-advised mistakes and getting in the end zone and just playing smart, fundamental football all around. If the Giants can pull off this win, they'll be 2-3 and three on the year. Going to play the Rams at home. They'll have two games Whoa. at home after that. Anything is possible. If they can slow down Dallas just a little bit and do their part, they'll be in a great spot. You're absolutely right. All right, where are we at? Where are we at? I mean, listen, we talked about both offenses, both defenses. We talked about the players we want to watch. Obviously, we talked about Saquon. We talked about Daniel Jones, Kenny Galladay, Kadarius Toney. The Giants front seven on defense, we talked about how they have to pressure Dak Prescott and get the ball out of his hands. Of course, Ezekiel Elliott, too, who's coming off a phenomenal performance last week with 20 carries for 143 yards. He averaged 7.2 per carry they fed Zeke and he did well they have Tony Pollard as well who's been a beast too when Zeke's not in and needs a breather he is a good backup reliable back as well obviously we got guys like CD Lamb I mean I guess I'm going to start him in fantasy this week I hate to do it but he's one of my top receivers in fantasy and I knew drafting him going into this year I was like if I draft CD Lamb 
He's going to have to play the Giants twice, and I have a tough decision to make. So well, what do you I think? mean, do I start him? Well, I mean, you should never, unless you for some reason got got lucky and have an unreal fantasy team, you should never ever put your. Uh, I guess maybe unless it's the quarterback, like never put your fandom. Let that get in the way, because like you said, it's it's CD Lamb. Are you really gonna look at me? Are you really gonna bench CD Lamb? No. No, I wasn't going to. Um, no, because I, I used to think that too. I'm like, oh man, he's going against my team. But lately, because the Giants have been so bad over the years, it's been a, it's been a blessing because at least I get to watch my fancy star go off. That is true. Well, yeah, the uh, Patrick Graham is gonna have his hands full all afternoon because if you contain one guy, they have they have another one, and then if you contain and then if you contain him, they have three more. So it's gonna be it's gonna be very, very interesting, man. Joe Judge said it's like a spin the wheel type of thing. There's always another weapon waiting for you around Absolutely. the next turn. That's kind of funny. I like that point he made. Listen, Tom, we've talked about a lot. Let's just get into the predictions, and then, of course, we'll do our hot takes real quick. My prediction is, I'll say this again, they scored 30 last year against Dallas in Dallas. I think they're going to do the same again. Giants are going to win this game 31. No, 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 no. We got to stay. We got to do what we did last week. We won. All right, all right. Let me start over. Okay. Actually, no, I shouldn't. I shouldn't. It's gotta be. It's gotta be natural. It's gotta be authentic. Because last week you actually thought we were gonna lose, so you picked us to lose. Don't don't listen to me. Go with your gut. So that's what I got, Tom. What do you got? It's gonna be a really good game, really really close game. But we're unfortunately gonna lose. Giants are gonna lose in, in another nail biter. They'll score thirty again. I think it'll be, and then and then it's gonna be a funny graphic that. The only time in the last two seasons that they've scored 30 points, it's both been it, they've both been at AT&T Stadium. So they're I think they're going to lose on another field goal, 34-31, in the waning seconds. And then me and you are going to be heartbroken once again come next week. So Greg Zerline is breaking your heart again. I said I'm sorry, guys. I said Zach in the beginning of the episode. I was just fired up, but I did mean Greg Zerline. Yeah, you know, because the Giants. So the Giants are going to drive down the field, right? It's good. It, the Giants are going to be losing 31 to, to 24, drive down the field, score to tie it with like a minute left, way too much time. And then Dak, Zeke, CD, Cooper, they're all going to drive down the field easily and then break our hearts with a like a 48-yard field goal to win the game. So you're saying Dallas wins 34-31. I'm saying the Giants win 31 to 24. What hot takes do you have for me this week? Give it to me. Well, one of them I already said, Trayvon Diggs is going to pick off Daniel Jones because that's just naturally going to happen. Um, Another one, I think I nailed. We got to keep track again. Listen, this week, <laughs> I'm going to go listen to all the episodes and write them down. I promise you that. I promise yeah, and, the and listeners like, and the viewers. Like we'll I'm gonna say do them that. every pre every preview. We'll like update the standings and stuff. I think I got mine right last week, so I'm going to go again. I think Saquon's going to score again. Keep that rolling. And Danny's going to throw for over 300 yards. I know last week was 400. I'm not going to say that. that. That's just bananas. But over three. So that's, you know, 700 yards in two games. That's phenomenal. Woo! That's oh, oh, third and final one. Third and final one. Daniel Jones, after week five, will have will be number one. He's number two right now. He will be number one in passer rating in the NFL per pro football focus. I love it. We'll wait to see what they say after the Giants pick up this victory. I'm going to say this, Kenny Galladay, once again, this is – so two hot takes in one. 
Kenny Galladay has over 100 receiving yards, but gets his first touchdown reception of the year as a New York Giant. Saquon Barkley will break off a 50-yard run for a touchdown. Those are my two. Sounds good to me. I mean, a hot take could honestly be that the Giants hold, like I said in my prediction, the Cowboys mm. to 24 points because they've been averaging, like I said, 31.5. Yeah. So it could that could be another one. I'll keep you want to both do that together as okay. one? Yeah, we'll split that one. We'll, we'll split, split that one 50-50. Okay. Sounds like good. partners. Well, listen, like for, those li- his daddy. <laughs> for those listening – it's going to be very crucial for this Giants offense to score points because we know Dallas's offense can do just the same, but a lot better. We've seen what they've been capable of this year against their opponents. And just the Giants defense needs to get pressure on Dak and let Danny ball. Let Daniel Jones go out there and ball, be the leader of that offense. He has all the potential and all the skills there for him. Just let him do his thing. And if Jabril Peppers doesn't play this week, let Kadarius Tony return punts. That's all I have to say. I like that idea. How electric would that be? That'd be awesome. That'd be very nice. Just, just let the boys spin. That's all the, I got, man. Just let Danny do his thing. And listen, the rest will fall into place. It all starts with the quarterback himself, Daniel Jones. Giants fans that are listening, thanks for tuning in. We always appreciate it. We'll be back after week five for a game recap after the Giants seal a victory in Dallas and move up in the NFC East standings to two and three in Dallas. We'll move down to three and two. It's a very exciting week. Be excited. Get ready for this game. Get your buttocks in chair by 425 Eastern time because that game is going to be rolling by then. Tom, buddy, always good to see you, my friend. I know it's over Zoom, but I love you and I'll see you soon. All right. See you soon, man. Love you too. See you guys next time. Peace.